1: This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind
2: Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank, and we are loaded on a very special Friday edition. Coming up here in moments, Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, will sit down with Teddy Lehman as we look back on the tough loss from Saturday against Kansas State and get you ready for next Saturday's showdown against Iowa State. We'll hear the Lincoln-Riley press conference in its entirety. That's coming up a little bit later on in the pod. Patty Gasso will swing by. We'll talk about Sooner softball. And we'll wrap things up with a very special announcement. But let's kick things off by looking back on a tough loss to Kansas State. Toby Rowland, Teddy Lehman, look back on Saturday in Manhattan. So uh, let's just, you know, let's cut to the chase.
1: What happened? In your mind, you look back, you've had a couple of nights to sleep on it now. How did that happen?
3: Well, I honestly think it was a it was a, a total team loss. Obviously, defensively, we had a bad day. I think offensively, we we didn't have a for what reason. Uh, This is the first time this year that we've had to kind of respond to it going up and down about our defense, and uh, I don't know that panic is the right word, but we got outside of what we typically do um, running the football. I think. Uh, There's a couple of, of turnovers that you know the one right there before halftime really really hurt. Um, and then we we lose the ball on special teams on that pooch kick that they had. I mean it's it's honestly it's everywhere. It's you know defensively, third down was killer. some third and extra long penalties were killer. We had a guy ejected for kicking someone. Uh, we lost Turner Yale to in- injury. I mean, it was honestly everything that could go wrong with it. And you got to give Kansas State credit for having a heck of a game plan. You really do. They, they had a good game plan, both sides of the ball, executed really nicely, and um, it, it wasn't our day.
1: The OU defenses looked so good all year. Kansas State offensively has looked pretty average. What was so difficult about what they were doing on Saturday?
3: They had some really good stuff in the running game. Um, and they used they, they, they were very smart about using the way we fit some of our runs against us. Um they were they were the way we were lining up on, on some stuff, we have our, like our mic linebacker to the field and, and they were getting in unbalanced and kind of reading our mic. If, if he was, if he was fast flowing and going really quick, uh, because the way we fit some runs, uh, we spill and overlap and they were trying to get him to run and wherever he would, because of the spill and overlap, they would cut it back on us. And, you know, that, that was going on and some stuff. And then, they started stretching us outside to get outside of the the twist and stunts that we run on the inside, and uh, they had success out there. It, it was just a it was just a really good game plan. And here's the other thing: Skyler Thompson threw some really good balls. I mean, he had an excellent day throwing the football, and he he fitted into some really tight windows at times, and, and those are throws that he do not make every week. It was just it was his week.
1: All right, let's skip to the end. Uh, the onside kick is going to be the uh, has been the source of a lot of controversy. Uh, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about it a lot today. Uh, CJ, you would have been proud of of Teddy. He did some big J journalism on uh, <laughs> on Saturday. He left the booth and and went down and sought out the replay officials after the game. Um, I don't think in a, in an adversarial manner. I think in a journalistic manner, at least that's what I choose to believe. I don't think he went down there. Teddy didn't allow himself to go where I allowed myself to go on Sunday at a flag football game. What's that? For the first time in my kid's uh, playing career, I yelled at an official, You are terrible at your job. (laughs) I cannot confirm that because I wasn't there. I. (laughs) All I know is, as soon as the game ended, Ted disappeared. Right, and then about ten minutes later, he came back and he had talked to the replay officials. Well, I'm proud of him. He knew he needed answers for Sooner Nation. Yeah. So, Ted, uh, what did you? What did you help us understand? Well, just tell us what they told you.
3: Right. So, I found the gun the hallway, and I I asked him about it, and I asked him about the specific rule of force touching. Okay, now This is the rule that everyone keeps citing. And his explanation for force touching is whenever someone purposely tries to block someone into a ball to make them touch it so that team can now recover it. So it really doesn't apply to the receiving team. It doesn't apply to Kansas State. For force touching, because they can they can recover that ball inside that ten yard no go zone. That that doesn't apply to them. So it's more so would apply to Oklahoma. Let's say the onside kick didn't go ten yards. It would apply to Oklahoma trying to force a Kansas State player into that ball to where Oklahoma can now recover it. That's the force. Touching rule, so like there has to be intent. The contact between the two players is is fine. It's there. There's no problem with that inside that ten yard. But the Kansas State player wasn't trying to force the Oklahoma player into the ball. There's there's nothing to gain from that. So that's what, that's his ruling, and he said that the conference group in Las Colinas. Um, The group at the replay, uh, at at the stadium during the replay, and the official on the field, all three agreed that that rule does not apply. And uh, so the touching of the ball inside of uh, the 10-yard zone by Trajan Bridges is the, that's the ruling.
1: All right. Now, that's one thing. Do you agree with it?
3: I do. I mean, because you know, I, I I could read the rule, and reading the rule, it it's like, well, he blocked him, so he's he's, he's deemed to have not touched the ball, but that's that's not what that rule is there for. So, um, and I had an official explain it to me, so that's that's why I think the the call was correct. Had I not had someone explain to me what that rule was for, I mean, the, the, the name of the rule is forced touching. And I, we didn't, or Kansas State didn't force Trajan Bridges to touch the football against his, by right, his will or whatever you want to say there. I agree with the call. I think it was the proper call. For me, then,
1: that language needs to be changed.
3: Like, I can
1: understand what you just explained, but that's not how it's read, in my opinion. Let's talk about that uh, for the next two and a half hours. Because, (laughs) well, I kind of agree with you, uh, TJ, to some extent, but we only got Ted for like two more minutes here. So, um, OU is not out of this thing, theoretically, Teddy. Uh, You know, crazy things happen in college football. I know today... That's not going to be a popular thing to say in Sooner Nation, but theoretically, they can win the rest of them, and if things happen their way, they could get back in this thing. Uh, is what we saw on Saturday in your mind fixable to the extent where this team could still win the rest of their games, win a Big Twelve championship, and go to a college football playoff?
3: I think so. Um, I'll take this, I think this. mean, this defense has looked really good this year. This is a bad day, bad performance. Um, mm. I, I yes, I think it's fixable. I don't think that there's a whole lot of people that are going to be able to replicate exactly what Kansas State did out there. I, mean, I don't know anyone else has a six foot five, two hundred and fifty five pound fullback. Um, I, this, it's just a one off offense that we're not going to see in this in this league. So I think they're going to be fine. Um, they're going to rally. They're going to bounce back. They've got a bye week to reassess. Uh, look at things, I think they're going to be okay. It's going to be painful, but I think they're going to be okay. There's a reason, guys, that this is the first time since, what, 2004, been undefeated, seven and know, which is crazy to think about. But, you know, we've we've accomplished a lot of great things since 2004, so I wouldn't think by any stretch the season's
2: over. Good perspective from The Voice, Toby Rowland, and the Butkus and Benerick Award winner and the radio analyst on The Sooner. Radio Network Teddy Layman, let's look back on Saturday and look ahead to next week with Sooner head coach Lincoln Riley and his Tuesday meeting with the media. I'm both both
4: doing well. Uh, we're going to reevaluate Calcaterra here through the week, but no no update on him. Uh, the Laren's you know the Laren's doing well. I mean we're not at the point where we have to make any decisions, but he's progressing well. He's been through
1: this 15, 17, and 18 with a midseason loss and a bounce back. Are you
4: seeing some of the same things you saw those years Yeah, we've had a good start to the week. I mean, I think our our team knows what we're capable of and uh so there's a lot of belief and confidence in the room, but uh, also a harsh sense of reality that we've got to go play that way too, you know, having the ability to do it's one thing and and we've done it the majority of the year. And uh so there's definitely a lot of things that we got to continue to improve on. Um you know, having a healthy respect for what it takes to win. You know, any game, especially on the road, uh, and a healthy respect for you know what it takes just for us to play our best ball. You know, it's hard. I mean, the margins are margins are slim when you win. A lot of times, you you know make a lot of those plays by that much, and and then when you when you don't win, you know. And case in point, the other day was probably we didn't have many losses here, but I would say this one this one was we probably had more difference making plays in the game that we didn't make. I mean, there's one of, you say that every time that you that you don't win, but you, you know, this one has more than I can remember of, you know, we make one more on any other side and so many golden opportunities to do it and to not, you know, not make it. You. you you know, you got to learn from it, and it's got to be something that galvanizes the team. Uh, it's done it in the past. We know the blueprint. We know exactly what it takes to do it. But we have to. We got to put that in action with this team, and this team's got to take it forward. We've we've uh, and uh, we, we've gotten off to a good start this week with that. Lincoln, have you,
2: do you have it in your mind if you got the onside kick and score? Did you know if you were going to go for one or two?
4: Yeah, I had a pretty good idea. Um, don't know that strategy-wise, I won't say what. But I had a, we had a, we had a pretty, a decent plan. I mean, there was, and there was two kind of good trains of thought there. I mean, I, you know, felt good about, I felt good about us getting a two-point conversion. But we also had all the momentum in the world too. So even though you're, you know, conventional wisdom says on the road, you know, a lot of times people say, well, go for two. But I, I think too, that's more of a momentum deal too. And we had, we had obviously a ton of momentum at that point. So. I don't know that you were, you know, really could have gone wrong, uh, but we did have a plan going in. Yes. I know you don't like compared year. Any specific traits from 15, 17, and 18 that you can bring to this year's group? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just all in the approach of the team, and you know, games like that, you know, they they either you know rip you apart or they bring you closer together. A lot of times, there's no middle ground, and. You know, it's it's one of those deals where everyone, coaches, players, everybody involved, got to you know be willing to look in the mirror and you know what do I need to do better for this team for it to play at its elite level and uh, and then everybody's got to take action on that and consistently take action. It's not about just one bye week or just the next game. I mean, it's 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 got to be consistent here through the end and and so. Um, you got to you gotta believe in yourself first, you know, not listen to the outside who's going to tell you how sorry you are. You've got to believe in yourself and your capabilities, which I believe our team does. And uh, and then you got to go put it into action and do better. And, and we're, uh, you know, we're going to do everything we possibly can to get to that. All the plays that you being a potential
3: game-changing play, uh, what's your, is your, is that your message going forward to the, to the team that, you know, keep what you're doing and-
4: no, I mean, there's there's a lot of messages from a game like that. I think it's I think you got to be ready for the kind of games that you're going to get, especially on the road from good football teams, you know, and I don't, you know, watching our team. I mean, you know, I, I don't know that that we were as mentally prepared to to go handle that um, for a four quarter game and uh you know, that that responsibility is, you know, ultimately mine. And uh, they've, you know, they've got to be ready for the kind of fight that it's going to be on the road. And, uh, you know, I don't. And then you've got to understand the momentum swings of the road. You know, how, how do you handle it? And uh, that's the first kind of true, real, um, you know, road atmosphere that we've been in this year. And, uh, and so... And and at times at the end of the game we handled it well. At the beginning of the game we handled it well. Certainly in the middle there, and especially the third quarter. I mean that's the one that, you know, you just look at and so many missed opportunities. Where you've got to understand when when a team gets momentum, the whole crowd behind them, road atmosphere, all that. You got to understand what it takes to dig yourself out. And that's that's you got to have fight and energy. And we we had that. We just. You also got to do your job and do it within the context of what we're doing on all three sides of the ball from a from a scheme standpoint. And we we did not do a good job of that spe- specifically in the third quarter. Is it
3: maybe ideal to have
4: this open date right now where you can kind of pick yourself up a little bit? I don't know. I, de- I mean it's it, it is what it is, I guess, to us. There's there's positives of both. You know, part of you can't wait to get back on the field to play somebody else, you know, and, and then there's also Certainly, things we need to do better as a team. There's some, you know, some guys that you know be good to, to, to get healthy. There's some guys that need some reps here through the week to be ready for this closing stretch. So there's certainly some advantages. So we're just gonna look at it from the positive and have a great week.
1: How many times Jalen's carrying on designed run plays and how often he's carrying on plays where he has an option?
4: Um, I mean, there's a little bit of both. You know, we're, we've done some. We've done a few runs with him that, you know, that's been pretty successful for, for us this year and are, you know, can be pretty tough to defend. Um, and then certainly he's had a couple times, you know, obviously, you know, specifically in the second half the other day when, you know, you get behind and you're having to throw it some to conserve some clock, um, you know, and you know it and they know it and you're going to have some opportunities to run and have positive plays there. So. I don't know if I could, I mean, percentage wise, all that tough to put a a number on it, honestly, but there's, there's a little bit of both. And I mean, you know, in reality, you know, they've both been pretty effective. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you know, I mean, to me, it's two things. I mean, defense is, you got to get the ball back. I mean, one way or another. And if you don't create turnovers and you don't get off the field on long yardage, like there's not very other many good options for defense. I mean, and so, you know, we haven't gotten turnovers the last four games, uh, but we have done a tremendous job of getting off the field. And so we've in some ways offset that by, a ton of three and outs by being extremely good in the third downs. And uh, in this game and, and not getting the turnovers puts a strain on your defense. I mean, you have to play at such a high level when you're not getting turnovers uh, because it forces you You got to go out and execute, you know, multiple plays every single series to stop people. And so, and, and, and against us, so many people are aggressive offensively. A lot of times, if you look at, like, the number of times we've gone for it on fourth down versus what people have gone for us, it's, it's a huge disparity. And so a lot of times it's not just three downs. You have to defend four. So, you know, I mean, obviously there's two answers. I mean, we, we have to get turnovers. And that probably the biggest difference in the game, you know, really the other day was, you know, there was some quality ball played by both sides, both offenses, both defenses. A lot of quality ball. The, the biggest difference was, you know, Kansas State was able to take advantage of, of our missteps. And we didn't take advantage of theirs. You know, we drop a ball, they make a play on it. You know, they, they made a couple of big plays and big moments we didn't make. You know, quarterback played fantastic, but he hit us in the face with the ball twice. You know, we don't catch it. I mean, those are the, you know, th- those, are, those are the big ones. Balls on the ground. They get it. ball Balling the kickoffs on the ground. They get it. You know those those big game or those big opportunities. And so, um now for us defensively, you know we've got to you know we've got to get off the field or we've got to get turnovers. And obviously, if we can do both, that's when you play at an elite level. Lincoln,
0: Trajan's not a little
5: kid by any means. But I'm sure he's never been in football wise like what Saturday
4: brought. How is he responding? Oh, he's fine. I mean, Trajan. Trajan did exactly what we told him to do, you know. I mean, that's Trajan, – Trajan's fine. I mean, he's uh, he's doing a good job for us. Played plays well on special teams, doing some good things offensively. I want to keep getting him more involved. He's a really talented kid, but, nah, we – I'll be honest, we've, we've practiced that onside here for a long time, and I don't know that we've ever executed it as good as we did during the game. So, nah, he's great. yeah I mean it's it's you know you know it is what it is it's uh you know there's a lot of positives of it, you know, I think sometimes new situations come up like this where it shows some areas that that the system needs to get better, you know, and especially on game changing plays at the end where we got a chance to take a look at the whole picture, you know you just you hate that we miss those, you know, but that's uh. Again, that's not what got us beat. We would obviously if we had the ball we're gonna have a chance to win it, but we had plenty of other opportunities for that thing to not come down to a, a, a call that could go either way. Lincoln, the NCAA today, uh in some way, shape or form said it's going to allow players to reap some sort of income off their licenses. I, I don't know that you've given it any thought, but do you have any thoughts about it? Not much yet. I mean I think I think it's uh certainly not surprising and I you know, I think it can be a positive thing. It will be Certainly interesting to see, you know, how it's all put together. I mean, to me, that's the bigger question is, you know, how do you put it together? How do you maintain, you know, amateur status of players, uh, the integrity of, of college sports? Um, and so, you know, they've got obviously, I think, a little bit of time to do that, but it'll be very important to the future of this game, the future of all the athletes, everybody involved with it, to how it's put together because it's, uh, you know, we're kind of venturing into the unknown there. No, I think, I think there will be some, you know, c- coaches, uh, you know, a lot of coaches have been a part of it for a long time, but I mean, I'm sure this is going to take everybody, you know, hearing from, from student athletes, we've taken a lot of steps over the last few years to, you know, for, for their being and to try to continue to make things better. And, uh, you know, want to continue to do that. And, uh, but I think it's something that we can't have tunnel vision on. we got to make sure and look at all sides. Cause once you go down this road, you don't go back. It'll be, it'll be interesting, you know, in that in that way, it'll be a little bit more like the pros, you know, in some way. And so uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting if they try to, you know, try to make it uniform for all players or if it's, you know, based on your notoriety. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of stuff a lot of people got to work through and uh, I'm glad I don't have to do it. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's 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 definitely some of that from that game because in reality most teams down 25 with you know a little over I don't know what it was 12 minutes 12 and a half minutes whatever it was, you know completely shut it down. Most teams aren't capable. So there's there'll be another game this year where we'll get down and we'll have to come back and win it. I mean that's just the reality of it. And then, so there's there's definitely fight there. There's these things. It's like I told the team the other day. These things always go. You go win. You know, 60 to 20. Everybody thinks you're the greatest team ever, and you go back and watch it, and there's, you know, a ton wrong. It's 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 never as good as you think it is, and it and the flip side, it's never as bad. So there there's still a ton of positives from this team, from these first games, even from the game the other day. And so no, we've got to the things we're doing well, the things we're excited about. We have got to keep going, and then and we've got to take a hard look at all the things that we need to do better and specifically address them. The, you said offensive line? Yes. Uh, we, we did some good things, we did. We had a couple of breakdowns and some key moments that hurt us. Uh, but, uh, you know, on their talented front, you know, a couple of times we got beat just, just one-on-one, just guys in the right spot and all that and give, give their guys credit. They, they beat us a few times, but I, I thought we held in there and did some good things. Kind of like the rest of our group, a little bit up and down, uh, but certainly played well enough to give us a chance to win. Yeah. Just talk about his role and How close was that kicking competition to start the No, he gave us a chance the other day. He was he was should he may have been our best player on the whole field. He was he, he did a tremendous job. I mean those were big kicks, they weren't easy kicks, you know, either some distance or in pressure moments and uh did a tremendous job. So had a lot of confidence there in the end to, to be able to, to kick that and try to make it a, a one score game. So yeah, it was he was fantastic. Um uh yeah, the competition early was was really close. I mean, it was and I think, you know, both those guys did a good job and then we also had some desire to, you know, try to be able to spread those jobs out a little bit, but uh, you know, Gabe has just come on and he's he's been a little bit of a gamer, you know. He does well in practice, but then, you know, he gets in the game and has a uh a good way about himself, good confidence. I uh, uh, as far as I've been told, process is still uh playing out. No, I mean, the first first one was, I thought, pretty obvious. You know, we'd had a good drive, and then uh, um, I thought was well within his range. So I didn't think much about the first one. Um, second one before half, I mean, was, yeah, I mean, that one that one was really obvious. Um, and then the one at the end of the game. I, I did have a little indecision about the one at the end of the game because we were down there. It was a fourth and very makeable. Um, and obviously, you know, I used the timeout probably about, I don't know five seven seconds later than I should have um uh but I did have a little bit of indecision about that one um what was the other one? I think maybe like a fourth and three down there yeah, on the on the left hash uh I, I thought about those two a little bit I did you know trying to gauge how the game was going at that point and and really the most of those field goals until the until the last one you know we were either up or it was a close game one of the two so um I didn't I didn't second guess much of them after the fact, no. Lincoln, like any changes to the week schedule, still getting the players like all- Yeah, we're gonna we, we got after it last two days. Uh we'll get after it again tomorrow. We'll practice Thursday morning and then we'll uh and then we'll get our guys out here. So we've modified the practices a little bit, just knowing it's not you know, last time we did this it was after week three. This is a little bit later in the season. So modifying a little bit for, you know, where our team's at, but um I would say no significant changes. You
3: can ask when- that was intercepted. I'm not sure I've ever seen a receiver or a halfback pass where a guy did what he did. Yeah. The play he's throwing is not there. Yeah. Instead of running, he scrambled and found an open guy. Made a good pass. Yeah, absolutely. But would you rather let a non-quarterback, if the original play is not there, just take off and run, or do you still
2: give him the freedom to
4: – Oh, yeah. No, he's – you know, it's th- those deals for us are, you know, there's, there's some trust involved. And – uh you know, he had a couple options on that play and he yeah, he made a great decision, you know, and it was, uh, you know, Rambles played well for us all year. Disappointing, cause I mean, obviously to, you know, for it to end up in other team's hands, but if you look at the tape, CD's over there on the left side to make a block and Lee Morris is on the left side to make a block. I mean, there's a, I would say better 50% chance if he catches, it, he probably scores, you know, and then everybody's saying it's the greatest play they've ever seen. So, you know, that's, uh, it was, uh, no, now set up well. He made a good read made a good throw. Um, you know, just, just, you know, one of those that happens. In regard to the open day, um, how busy are you and the staff going to We'll be busy. Yeah, we'll get out. Um, we'll practice. Part of the reason we practice early Thursday morning is so some of our coaches won't be at that practice. They'll go ahead and get out and get in place because we've got to gotta hit these two days hard. This this calendar on the back end is, is really, really different this year. I mean, everything is a week later, and uh, it's, you know, the whole – Bowl season, combined with signing day and all that, is going to be—it's going to be—it's going to be interesting. So we've got to get a lot of work done in these next few days, and a lot of guys that we're all excited to get out and see. So we'll—we'll we'll be uh, all hands on deck from Thursday on out on the road. I think a constant hunger to improve and and just the desire to to win a championship. You know, and we've we've put ourselves in that position again going into November. I mean, we're we're right there where we want to be, and you know, we've got some some great opportunities coming up against some really good football teams, starting with Iowa State here. Um, so uh, that's what that's what November ball is about. You know, do you get tired of doing it? Do you get tired of the workouts and all the all the things you do all year tired of the grind or you excited to, to play your very best ball. And that's where we have to be.
5: He's
4: done well, he's done well, he's gotten a, a good, he's done a few things with us and then, uh, done a, done a, done a nice job on the scout team. It's, that's that's been, uh, you know, good for both him and our defense of, of getting to face those guys, you know, with a lot of reps each and every day. And, and then, uh, Like a lot of our young guys, he's in our developmental lifting. And so he's getting a a pretty aggressive um, training sessions as well. So progressing well, and and, uh, yeah, just getting better and better. What's that? You guys have had some losses in the past that were kind of shocking and you want to regroup. Well, remember this, every loss at OU is shocking. (laughs) Remember that, I mean, and Bob told me that the other day after, I mean, he's right. I mean, that's, I mean, rarely do we ever play a game that we're not favored, and rarely, you know, do we ever play a game that, you know, that, you know, that, that everybody in the world doesn't expect us to win. So, you know, that's they're all shocking. Trust me. That is true. Yeah. Um, but this is the one that I
1: think is the only one I can remember where you just decided that players aren't going to be available to media. Is that what made this one different this
4: week or this loss a little different than past ones? Uh, just the vibe of this team a little bit. I and not in a negative way at all. Just uh. I think in each and every one of these, you try to decide, you know, what's going to be best for the team in this moment. And, and, uh, you know, this team's had a lot of attention and a lot of new things coming at them. And I I felt like just in a few different ways, some with the practice schedule, some with the media schedule, all that, that we just needed needed a, a week to catch our breath. Uh, yeah, no, he's, he's been, uh, he's, he's done a good job for him. I mean, he's, he can, you know, make, make some good throws, tight windows. Uh, you know, he's competitive. He's done a good job leading that group there. So, you know, he's, uh, you know, it it helps to have a really good scout team quarterback. We've had a few of them around here, um, over the years that that have, that have made us better. and, And he's certainly done a really good job. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, live reps, live rush coming at you, you know, coverage by good DBs, tight coverage, you know, competitive moments. Our defensive practices are extremely competitive right now. And uh, not every one of those that you can get for those guys. I mean, cause it, that, that rush doesn't feel like the one in high school, you know, and those DBs cover a little bit different than they did in high school. So it, it's, uh, it's, you know, it was great for it's great for Tanner last year. it was great for Kyler a few years ago. It was great for Baker a few years ago i mean it 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 makes a world of difference for those guys, yeah, just you know you know you hope that. You hope that you you know can end up with a few more plays to get it done and then obviously, you know, don't wanna be in situations there at the end where you gotta play catch up. Um, so yeah, no, we we've got some really good backs and we wanna we wanna continue to get involved. We've got several players that we wanna continue to get more involved, but you know, when you're when you're popping off fifty plays a game, you know, there's and then and you've got a quarterback that's the kind of runner that we have right now, you know, there's the the carries are gonna take a little bit of a hit. I mean, it's just a matter of numbers. No, not necessarily. I mean, that's you know, like like a lot of these other games when we when we get off the field defensively and we don't have three and outs offensively, it's uh, it's a uh, it's our advantage, and uh, so we've got to you know we can't force how teams are going to play against us. We just we've got to go play our game. You
3: always uh, say you doesn't matter what time you play, you just go and play. But as far as just the logistics,
4: recruiting, all that stuff, how nice is it to get nine game five? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm we're we're excited about it. I mean, we are. I, I would imagine our. Our fan base is pretty excited about it too, so um, yeah, it's great for great for recruiting. Good just to change it up a little bit, and uh, you know we were, were we're looking forward to playing under the lights. There's still never anything like that, so I would imagine uh, I would imagine Norman, Oklahoma, next Saturday at seven o'clock is going to be rocking. We can't wait. Yeah, they've, they've done a good job. Those guys have all been good leaders for us and, uh, and good players. They've done things the right way. And so it's fun to see kids that do things the right way, you know, get some honors. And, you know, when your team does well, like kind of the same approach we've always had with the individual awards here. You know, when your team does well, uh, then, then some guys are going to get individual recognition, and that's nice. And uh, hopefully our team can keep doing well, and, and then more nice things will come for our guys. No, right when what? He fell and fell and yeah. It. Is that what you kind of knew that play was going to break off? I mean, we thought it had a chance. Uh, yeah, but I mean, there was a lot of things that had to go well to make it happen. We did a good job on the protection end and exchange end. and There was a decent degree of difficulty with that one, but they, they did a good job with it. Yeah, uh, I, I think I said, uh, yeah, just, yeah, just kind of day-to-day we're, we're going to get through this week and then reevaluate him. How is uh, Caleb Kelly progressing? Is, is there a chance that he gets to see the field? He's doing great. Yeah, no, he's, he's close. He's, uh, he's, he's fully clear, doing some nice things. We're kind of, we're progressing him up, um, you know, being fully cleared and then being ready to play are, are two different things. So he's been, he's been doing a lot of things with us here for the last few weeks and is getting better quickly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I told him that will be the one rule. When he's when he's back on the field, then he's got to uh, can't play both sides of that.
2: Obviously, we now start intersecting with basketball. We've got women's hoops, which truly gets underway early next week. A Monday showdown with OCU and the next Friday in the first round of the women's NIT against Prairie View A and M. Men's basketball gets things started this week, but my eyes are already on to softball. And with the fall schedule coming to an end tonight as the Sooners wrap things up against UTA, not a bad time to catch up with Sooner softball coach, Patty Gasso. Everyone kind of freaks out with one loss, you know, and and it's just one of those situations, coach, you can attest to it more than anyone. These are young kids. I mean, these are young adults, and sometimes getting them uh, focused where you need them for, if it's seven innings, if it's four quarters, if it's two halves, whatever it is, it, it can be a challenge, can't it?
5: It is. And I, man, it's so much tougher for football because every game can make or feel like it can break you. But I know that we've, Lincoln Riley is a phenomenal leader and he's been here before, but it is not always easy to have a team pumped and ready and like putting it all out there every single game. And sometimes we have good days and bad days but the thing about our sport is you know the next day you're always playing and you can make a wrong right in football you gotta wait a full week or if you have a bye week you've got to wait two weeks to get out there and do it the right way and that's kind of hard to live by but um i've got full faith in our team and our coach so don't, don't get it right
2: I'll get it right in a couple of weeks now uh, you had a You had a fall ball game last night. One more left on Friday against UTA at 630. I know this is very generic and very general, but what's kind of really caught your eye about this, I mean, basically new look team that you have heading into 2020. Has there been anything about this team that's kind of surprised you through the fall schedule?
5: Uh, They're very, we're athletic. There's no doubt about that. We've got a little more speed, um, I think anyone would tell you, me included, it's just really different. Not having, you know, your normal Sid, Shea, Foley, CeCe, Reagan, Kylie Lumberg. I mean, for four years, they've just been winning national championships or playing in national championships. So it's just a whole different look that even I have to get used to. And, um... I'm still trying to maintain the expectation that we need to live by, and it's different for nine newcomers. That's uh, about half of our team are newcomers, but it's fun because you get to teach. It's frustrating at times, um, but it's the final product that makes you go, wow. And that's, I mean, like any team, we have good days. A lot of times we have bad days. There's just a lot to learn and the game moves fast for some of them. But what I come out of it is that I've got to keep pushing forward along with my coaches to get them to understand that our expectation is to be one of the top teams in the country and practice needs to move quicker. we got to be smarter. There's a lot of things still ahead of us, but at the same time, any coach who loves coaching I'm coaching now. I'm back to coaching. A lot of teaching, a lot of trying to get them to understand. But we are very athletic, and we still have the power that we're losing. Maybe not the same, but in different
2: ways. How – and Patty Gasso joins us. Coach, how fun is fall ball from this perspective, getting to experiment a little bit? For instance, I saw uh, on the box score last night, Grace Green playing a little right field. See Jocelyn Aloe out in center field, seeing – uh Kinsey Kelso who I think has a great future in front of her playing a little outfield uh I, I think early I saw Grace Lyons playing some first base is that just kind of part of you being able to experiment and kind of moving some pieces around a little bit during the fall
5: um 100% not oh that is purely for <laughs> reasons of injury or people that have class that night and <laughs> rule at OU is you cannot miss class for a fall game. So yesterday I literally had eight players that were, I mean, I could have put pitchers at the right. plate and I wasn't going to do that. So for about an hour and a half, we had just eight hitters in our lineup hitting. Wow. Um, we couldn't even fill a full roster because I had six of them um, in class or five of them in classes, night classes. And we had to reschedule this because of the weather. So that. I knew we were going to be um, a little upside down, but um, once we got everybody in the last uh, couple of innings, we just unloaded, but we were not so great for the first six innings
2: or so. How's the battles going at third and second right now because again and I'm assuming here coach so you can slap me around if I'm long uh, wrong but I feel like Grace Lines showed that she can be a next level shortstop. I mean again Grace Green is an athlete so she can play first or you could probably put her anywhere but there's pretty good battles I would imagine going on at third and second right now. How are those coming along?
5: Yeah, there's a lot going on around us to be honest. Um, I I think Grace Lyons has secured her spot at shortstop, and I've been experimenting with other players there just to see how athletic they are and their their willingness to play other positions. And one that really stands out to me is um, Mackenzie Donahue from Mustang. And I've had her at short, I've had her at third, I've had her at second, she's played first, she's been in the outfield. And for me, I love athletes that can do a lot of things. If they can only do one thing, then they better be super dang good and better than everybody else at that (laughs) position. Otherwise you're going to be watching. So um, at third, she's, we've got some battles with um, Elia Flores, Who's been really swinging the bat. Well, so I feel like she's kind of taken the lead on that battle. Um, I've got, Uh, Taylon Snow, who is a transfer from Auburn, who is very good at second base and very likely going to be our leadoff batter. Um, She is um, nursing a little injury right now, so she's been out for a couple games. But her and Donahue, Audrey valley has been working at at, uh, second. But I've also had Audrey playing a little bit of first along with Mackenzie Donahue, who is all of maybe 5'3", <laughs> but she is a grind. She grinds it. She's She's a hard-working kid, like a blue-collar style, a gamer type. So I really like her in the lineup. Um, anytime you've got freshmen, though, they're just really trying to understand our system of hitting and, you know, in High school and travel ball, they could be the three-hole, four-hole hitter, big, strong hitter. But now they're facing another level of pitching, and everything changes. So we've got to keep their confidence up because the pitchers that we're throwing at them, they struggle with. And so there's a lot of transitioning going on, a lot of learning. Um, Kinsey Hansen, who's a big-time player out of California, she's been catching We also have her at first base, and Hmm. she's about 6'1", or 6'2", so she fits kind of naturally there. Um, Grace Green is finding a lot of comfort in the outfield, and I think that is where she is the most comfortable, and it really works well. She's very, very good out there.
2: She's Um, an athlete, yeah.
5: She is. So we've got a lot going on, and every day looks different, sometimes good, sometimes not, but... um, it's a new, it's kind of a new phase in our program, like a new generation or a new, you know, starting over. And this is a group that's really learning a lot about themselves and trying to bond together. And so we've got, we still have a ton of work ahead of us, but I'm I'm excited. I'm anticipating um, a lot of, a lot of uh, wow moments with a bunch of freshmen. We have a bunch of freshmen on the mound as well, and they've made slow improvements. But um, last night, in nine innings, we struck out collectively 19, walked three, and gave up two hits. Wow! So that's not bad. Man, and we're I... not using Giselle Suarez right now, so um, I'm optimistic about this pitching staff and what they bring.
2: Uh, Is not using G, just giving other players an opportunity, kind of knowing what you have with G?
5: Yeah, I mean, she's dealing with a little bit of some elbow stuff, and it's not worth putting someone out there if they're not feeling 100%. So we're pretty cautious and I think pretty smart about the way we um, use our – what what I call your franchise players. I don't want to – hurt any of them or do something dumb trying to push things in a fall game the fall game is usually meant for in my opinion meant for upperclassmen to lead and underclassmen to learn so um yeah we're just we're just being cautious really
2: you know, it, it's interesting, and maybe these are games that – because, I, I don't know, I guess I i feel like I've done this for a minute. I feel like that I've been able to call your games for about four or five years now. And so I'm always kind of thinking ahead when we get towards the midpoint of last year. And, and during last season, looking ahead, it was a challenge because there was so much with yeah, – I mean, I don't have to tell you, Sid and Kaylee and all these standout players, just like it was the year before. And I started thinking – who's going to step up and be this team's leader? And I immediately kind of thought with her personality that Lindsay Elam had an opportunity to do that. And then I see the numbers she's putting up and just hitting. And I know it's a different level of pitching, Coach. But with that in mind, have you seen an elevation in the leadership and responsibility that someone like Lindsay Elam has taken with this program and that responsibility?
5: Yeah, absolutely. She's learning how to be a strong leader. It's new to her because you've had – She's been following Sid and Shay and, you know, the rest. So it's all of a sudden you're put in a spotlight and being told you need to lead this team. There's a lot that goes into that. And she's pretty natural that way, but we still have a lot to learn. Grace Lyons has stepped up as a leader. Uh, Elia Flores is talkative in the circle. Uh, Jocelyn is on a mission right That's now. That's awesome. um, You'll be really excited to see, you know, what I really love as an athlete who, you know, she had a, a good, not great sophomore year, and she'd be the first to tell you that it was the worst year she probably ever had. But still, she's that good that she still put up good numbers and was an All-American. But she learned. I love athletes that learn from their past and take a new approach. And she's got a new approach and it is got leadership involved in it. She's very bubbly and showing that she really loves the game. So I feel that as well. Giselle, Shannon sale. They're also involved in trying to lead. Uh, The one person that my heart is aching for, but I just know her and her mentality and her work ethic is Nicole Mendez who tore her ACL oh my and gosh. had yeah well, maybe
2: I shouldn't be saying that. I thought everybody knew. Okay, well. I, I, But, no, Just I'm kidding. kind of – I'm the last one to know. I try – see, here's my – I want to make this rule very clear because I feel like, you know, Coach, let me in the circle. If I ever hear anything, I usually go earmuffs. I'm like, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. And I, I was not aware of that. So, Nicole had – I saw Nicole on campus, and she said, hey, I need to call you and talk to you about something, and I never heard from her. So, now I guess it kind of makes sense why she was trying to, to reach out a couple weeks ago. So Well, we'll
5: thanks for not – being there and returning a call. She didn't call me. Really, she didn't <laughs> call me. I, I text texted her. I hey, call
2: me anytime.
5: <laughs> well, yeah, you're a busy man, and that's okay. She, you know, I don't mind saying it because okay. this girl, this woman, is going to show everyone how to do it right. That's awesome. Like she has a great mentality for someone who, look, what's at stake for her? She's a senior. She's got her senior year ahead of her, and she will be the only – well, she's going to be – an. Kehlani made the U.S. team as an alternate. Nicole Mendez has made the the national – Mexican national team. Nicole Mendez is going to be playing in the Olympic Games. That's awesome. As long as we can get her fully – there and that is a goal of mine to help her get there and it's a goal of hers so she instead of boohooing about it she has been sitting on a chair swinging off a tee um she's doing everything that she possibly can right now to stay you know getting her eye keeping her eyes trained you know just anything she can do because she she won't be able to move
2: um till probably late january so okay i I question off that is is that goal then to get her ready for potentially the home stretch of the season or do you think that this is a situation where we're more concerned about say looking to the 2020 olympics coach and potentially a red shirt for her how will that potentially work
5: we need her right now okay and she knows that and she wants that so she she is um such a diverse young woman and there's so many things that are waiting outside of OU for her. And I know that, um, with her surgery, she didn't have any torn meniscus, just a torn ACL, which really helps speed up recovery, hopefully. So I foresee her being ready. I mean, this is optimistic, but I, I believe in her. I believe that she's going to be ready to play by, like early March. That's the hope.
2: That's awesome. Okay. I, I know I've kept you long. I'll leave you with this. Uh, how fun has it been for you to have that crew of seen? Well, they're not seniors anymore, but of graduates around you and what Sid and I think what Foley still around and to see Shay and then Kylie helping out a little bit, how, how fun and how helpful has that been in kind of transitioning to this whole new look?
5: It's really helped quite a bit. Um, and they are all going to be great coaches. And, and to be honest, as a coach, one of the highlights of what I'm doing is watching our young players go into coaching. So we're talking about Paige Parker's back as a volunteer, Sid Romero, uh, Shay Fale, Kylie Lumberg's working with Jackie Livingston as help with director of operations. So they're all, almost all back. And then I also have my son, DJ, JT. It's a very family feeling um, and just very trustworthy. I trust these guys, and that's really important. So it's been fun. That's why it's made this whole transition to a new group of freshmen a lot easier because they have a lot of help and people that know how to teach well.
2: If you missed the announcement, the Sooners will play against Iowa State next Saturday night, a prime time game. That's right. You heard right, a primetime showdown with Iowa State, and we'll get underway next Saturday. That's next Saturday as the Sooners will square off against the Cyclones. Oklahoma still very much controls its own destiny for a spot in the Big 12 championship game. The kick time for next Saturday's game against Iowa State is set for 7 p.m. We'll be on the air on the Sooner Radio Network with a 5 o'clock pregame show. But, hey, if you're a subscriber If you follow the Sooner Sports Podcast, we have a special treat for you coming up as soon as Saturday breaks. I guess you could say midnight on Friday night, midnight tonight. We will have available the entire Sooner Radio Network broadcast from the OU football win over Texas from the second Saturday in October. So if you subscribe and you need a little smile, we've got Oklahoma beating Texas coming up on the Sooner Sports Podcast. We'll have the entire radio broadcast for you available for download first thing on Saturday morning. So if you're not subscribed, if you just found us, hey, please go do so at SoonerSports.com slash podcast and enjoy OU Texas. We're back to our regular slate of shows starting on Monday, a live version of the Sooner Sports Podcast. And of course, our press conference recap until then have a great final bye weekend of 2019 and until next week boomer sooner everybody
1: this has been the sooner sports podcast make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at sooner slash podcast and make sure to follow us on twitter at ou on the air <laughs>